0: Thank you for tuning in to Prodigal's Orthodox, a podcast sponsored by Prodigal Son Eastern Catholic Church, an inclusive and independent Eastern Catholic parish under the Omophorion of Ioannis Gregorios, the Metropolitan of the Eastern Rite Connection of the Convergent Christian Communion. Please join together with me as we start this podcast in a time of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever, and into the ages of ages. Amen.
1: for those of you who um, watch us on Facebook or listen to the podcast, I am not one of the ministers here. I am not ordained. I'm a reader, but in this uh, denomination, this uh, worship, the reader can give a homily, so that's why I'm here. My name is, uh, my church name is Brother Kiro, Cyril, and um, for continuity purposes, uh, you're going to hear, uh, we'll have heard, two 69-year-olds in a row. Um, <clears throat> on Christmas night, the old carols were right. Everything was peaceful. Uh, the, one of the, the greatest events in human history, or any history, had just occurred uh there was uh, the strife that was going to be in the future was quite a number of ways away. The cross <clears throat> was about 33 years in the future. Nothing was there to disturb that peace. The uh, God in, in the person of Jesus Christ had stepped over the parapet of heaven and come down in the most human, and helpless form. Now contemplating that is way above my pay grade and yours, but the thing that struck me about today's reading is, (coughs) what's it doing there? (coughs) We've had the greatest event possible. Well, what comes next? A very ugly sacrifice. Herod was a mass murderer there were no two ways about it and in fact what he did was not unusual when he left this mortal coil he had all of his uh, advisors and close friends executed also Uh, but you wonder why is it here why is something so beautiful followed by something so ugly well uh, i've been pondering that for several months. I was assigned this uh, <clears throat> homily on August first, and it you know I just barely got in under the wire. Oddly enough, this is not a church holiday but it's an event that is celebrated why uh I know that if you've grown up in churches around here, you never hear about it. Nobody, you know, it it doesn't show up in post-Christian, post-Christmas sermons. So, I'm going to be preaching on a downer topic, but I think maybe I can pull the threads together and show how something hopeful came of this. Now, in preparing, I consulted a number of commentaries. Well, that was a fool's errand because uh, most of the commentaries right over it. Uh, a lot of commentators, very learned religious writers and people, uh, maybe they're a little embarrassed about this. Okay. Well, one commentary said, well, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. We We could go back and uh, figure out the population of statistics, and it was probably only 30 kids. And I thought, you know, that doesn't really make me feel much better. Yeah, isn't one enough? Isn't one too many? And, you know, one commentary just treated it as an unrelated historical fact. No, it's in there for a reason. Matthew um, and I, I I'm certainly not going to argue with one of the apostles, but what okay, what does Matthew like to do best? find fulfilled Old Testament prophecies, Old Testament references so he's got one right to hand. <clears throat> well, this happens so that you know we see this uh, reflected in the Old Testament but it's got to be more than that. all right. What it set what it shows is that there is evil in this world. Now I, I am very proud of this church because this church does believe that there is evil and that there is evil personified, which is the devil, Satan, whatever you wish to call him. In other words, This church and our pastor, Jake, uh, do not believe that evil is a passing social ill. Uh, You can't unharden some people's hearts. Herod mm -mm, wouldn't have happened. Now, I do know a little something about evil. Um, I've been a lawyer for most of my adult life, and I have dealt with, sat next to uh, a mass murderer. I have represented child molesters, people who have done things that are just so awful, (coughs) you don't wanna go home and tell your spouse. And so I am myself firmly convinced that there is evil in the world, and number two, it's not static, okay? Uh, A few weeks ago, you know, uh, Father Jake said, well, if you, uh, how do you know there's evil? Well, open your front door, turn on the TV. You know, it is, uh, there is evil afoot in the world. Uh, There was Hitler was not just a misguided person. Stalin was not a misguided person. There has been evil. Now, I'm not one of those who thinks that we are heading toward the apocalypse or that it's going to happen on any particular day. That's testing the Lord, which we don't do. But we recognize that there's evil. So what is our response to evil? Well, The common ones are number one. Why did God do this? Uh, Now, I'm dating myself, but back in 1970, there was an album by a group named Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and they wrote a song that was a uh, a pan to atheism, and one of the lines was, how did God lose six million Jews? Well, the answer is he didn't. God does not... Do evil, <clears throat> and if he did, what are we doing here? Uh, a uh, now, one of my faults is I take uh, theology from a lot of different places. Okay, but a charismatic uh, pastor named Jack Hayford out in California, I think summed it very well. If we think God is a pagan deity. You know, that changes our lives. Uh, if God does evil, what are we doing here worshiping him? He's not worthy of worship. What we ought to do is heading for the hills or maybe trying to placate him by offering uh, roast pig or cowry shells or something like that. <clears throat> God is not evil. And the other one, which we hear more often, and I have thought that on occasions, is, how could God let this happen? That is also a lie. God doesn't let anything happen. God gave every created creature up from the level of animals free will. Now again, you know we could preach 52 weeks on this but he has given everybody free will and what has what since eden whether you believe it's actual or allegorical what has humankind done almost every time they've been given free will what have they chosen disobedience rebellion uh hatred of God, or, or at least trying to frustrate God. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the Eden story begins with evil, almost. You know, I think we say that the serpent was uh, the devil. You know, evil's already there when the earth is created. So free will has consequences, it's a, and I'm guilty of this, too, but a very modern viewpoint is that we shouldn't have consequences for bad or evil choices. Well, that's not in the Bible anywhere. God, God lets people suffer the consequences of what they've done, and other people suffer the consequences of what others have done, and That is not something that's very comfortable to our modern mindset, but that is exactly what is said in the Bible. Okay, but if you have said either one of these things, don't beat yourself up, because no less a theologian than C.S. Lewis went through this and wrote about it while his wife was dying. A grief observed. He went through these and, and, and it's normal human thoughts, uh, feelings. The uh, and another thing we know is when evil happens, we don't start blame throwing. Remember, the apostles asked Jesus, "Well, what did this guy do that he's blind?" Jesus said, "Nothing. He was the, this was there for the glory of God." We don't know why evil things happened or you know, natural disasters or whatever. We just know that we live in a fallen world. And, you know, I don't know if it can be fixed, but we have to understand a couple of things out of this. And number one, God is sovereign. If you read the book of Job, you're going to find out that a man had everything done to him, and he goes to God and complains, and God says, you know, I'm sovereign over you. You know, you you, just because you had a lot of bad things happen to you, you're not entitled to any bonus points or stars in your crown or whatever. And that's hard to realize because we want something to happen when something bad happens. Okay, well, God is on his own timeline. For example, uh, let's say that uh, Carol is driving and some guy cuts her off. Well, God isn't sitting behind a desk and he punches a button and the guy's check engine light comes on. Or uh, Father Jake is very tired and he, he wants to pull over to go to sleep in a public park. And God says, you know, there's a, there's a police car about five minutes away. Wouldn't it be fun if, well, oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> well, I will, uh, God sometimes does work on our timeline uh, as Some of you know I have a real heart for Russia, hence my church name. In 1995, I was standing uh, on a street, not really a street corner, a curve, in Bryansk, Russia. And Bryansk is an old city. It's even older than Moscow. It was established really about the time that... Uh, the Orthodox Church was gaining ground in Russia. Bryansk, I mean, it has had some of the worst things that could ever happen to a city. They lost half of their male population during the Great Patriotic War. You don't go to Russia and say World War II, you're not going to be liked. It's the Great Patriotic War. When the (coughs) Chernobyl cloud was heading towards Moscow, Gorbachev said, that cloud is not going to reach us. The army, or the Russian Air Force, will see the clouds and make it rain. And it did, and all that rain fell on Bryansk. And when I was there, which was, you know, some 13 years after Chernobyl, they still had the highest uh, juvenile leukemia rate in the world. Well, I'm I'm there in Briansk, and uh, a, a group of Protestants were busy building a church. You know, a church uh, you know, about this size uh, and a nice bell tower, and they were doing it on no money, free labor, and free materials that they were able to cobble together. Well... This was triumph for, for this reason. <clears throat> Back in 1979, <clears throat> you know, you, you couldn't have a church. You could have a house of prayer, but it was a residence. You could subdivide it internally, but you couldn't expand, okay? Well, the um, the this church was getting pretty influential in that end of Bryonsk and the local KGB commander was afraid maybe like here and maybe for good reason so he ordered the church to disband now they didn't <clears throat> he said in one week i'm coming and we're going to get the water cannon and we're going to we're we're going to blow your church down it was a, you know a wood structure not brick Nothing happened. Day before, another warning, nothing happened. So, on the day that he's set to do it, there's a big crowd, and the KGB commander is feeling the pressure. He orders them out, nobody complies. They start with a water cannon. Okay, the water cannon does some damage, but they don't leave. <coughs> so, The KGB commander says, I'm going to send in the troops and we're going to turn the water cannon back on. And the KGB commander, who was, you know, probably in early middle age and relatively good health, pitched over dead right there. And the assistant commander, you know, decided at that point maybe there was uh, some... Merit to the idea of religious tolerance and no, you know, disbanded the attempts to ruin the church. But now, in its stead, a beautiful church, a simple but beautiful church, is going up. Now, I was in a group of about 35 people plus the local missionaries, and somebody asked these folks. Well, how much would it take uh, to finish it out? And after some discussion, they said 50,000 U.S. Somebody in their group, not me, somebody in our group gave them the 50,000. So now there is a beautiful church standing where once some uh, very strong Christians stood in opposition to evil. So God does work. On our timeline, sometimes, but not always, and that's one of the things we have to do as Christians: is let God be God, and um, and, and and do what He does. Now, our, the reading for today is very, uh, very pertinent because it, it talks about uh, Jesus that. He uh, is that he might destroy death or the devil. That's one of the reasons he came. And that he is a merciful and faithful high priest because he had suffered being tempted. Okay? So we have somebody who's worthy of worship. Now, we want to know everything. We want to know what's going to come tomorrow, and we, uh, I am, I'm a pretty arrogant Christian, I don't have a pastor's heart, I don't, you know, I, I'm more of an advocate, which is, I guess, you know, part of my training, but God doesn't, you know, God is more in tune with us being in obedience, Okay, Um, I'm reading from a commentary on the book of Job by a British pastor named J.A. Motier, and he says, we are not promised freedom from suffering in this world. In this world, you will have tribulation, nor are we led into all of God's secrets, but we are promised grace. For some, there may be healing and restoration in this life, For others, that gift awaits them in the new heavens and the new earth, where there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more death. But for all of us here and now, there is grace and there can be hope. Now, why is that? That baby that was protected by God went on to take all our disobedience all our pain, all our, you know, semi-evil things that we do, all our faults, and bore them himself. He He was innocent of everything that he took on, but he did it willingly, and he suffered death in order to take away all our pain, and bring about an ultimate reconciliation. And if that doesn't, you know, if that doesn't blow your mind, I'm afraid I can't help you. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> why do we note the slaughter of the innocents? Because we know that, however bad things get, there is ultimate grace. And sometimes. It works on our timeline we have a very strong brother in this church who got a very cruel diagnosis that uh, uh, that he had stage 4 cancer and he was about to check out of this life well God intervened in that and our brother Brent However, you know, he may not be physically hale and hearty just yet, but he had the right attitude. He became submissive and humble. And he is, you know, he's right now behind the screen, but he is strong mentally. And
0: And his lung is cancer free.
1: His lung is cancer free. And we believe in healing in this church. We believe it's possible and that it can happen and does happen. And it has happened. So we believe in reconciliation. But what this passage teaches us is there will be opposition. The greatest thing, the most life-changing, heart-changing thing that happened was followed by evil and opposition. But Jesus destroyed all that. So we have hope. As hard as it is to see sometimes. I know, you know, I'll watch CNN and go, you know, is there any point for going on? But yeah, there is. So that is why we have kind of a downer uh, homily this week. But that is something that Christians need to confront and they're not asked to confront it. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you felt blessed by the message and would like to join us, come and see by joining us for worship every Sunday in the Faith Hall at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in the Colony, Texas. You can also find out more information about us and leave us a donation if you feel so called to support our ministry or you can join our member registry and subscribe to our newsletter by going to prodigalsonecc.org. We can also be found on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash prodigalsonecc and on Instagram at prodigalsonecc.